This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. What's up, fam? Welcome back to the Whoa That's Good podcast. Y'all, I am so excited about today, mainly because I kind of already had a pre-conversation that led me to be like, we have to do this on the podcast because it was just so good. Her advice always blows me away. And I know today, everybody's going to be so encouraged because we have Christine Kane on the podcast. Welcome, Christine. Hey, Sadie, it's my honor to be with you. I'm so fired up. We are so fired up. I can't wait. So, you know, I'll start this off the way I start off every podcast with the question, what is the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? Okay. Well, a long time ago when I was just starting in ministry, someone said to me, Christine, make the decision right at the beginning that you can never be offended Mm. and you will never take offense because if you can be offended, you will be. And inevitably in your life, people will hurt you, people will betray you, people in some way will do something where you will have the opportunity to take offense. If you take offense, it will lead to bitterness. When bitterness takes root in your heart, it will take you out and you will always sabotage your ministry more likely from the inside out than the outside in. So just make a decision. You can't be offended. Wow. Come on. Let's just start this off with some fire. Whoa, that's good. Thank you. That is so good. I I need that. I need to hear that right now, just starting off in ministry, not to be offended. Because even if you're not in ministry, that's really good advice. I read this post recently, and it was all about like the gift and the art of not being offended and being unoffendable. And it challenged me so much. So that's so good. I love getting it started like that. Like I kind of mentioned before you came on that, This conversation we're about to have kind of was sparked by a conversation we've already had. One day I just called her because honestly, I was kind of wrestling with some questions that I had about the Bible, about the call of God. And people have asked me for a long time, like, what does it mean to be called by God? What does the call of God mean on your life? And honestly, I've always had a hard time answering that. So one day I texted Christine and was like, hey, can I call you and ask you some questions? And it was so enlightening and helpful for me. And I wanted everybody to get to hear this primarily because I know that all of our audience, a lot of you are young. A lot of you have asked me these questions. So I'm going to take it to somebody who I asked the questions to. So Christine, can you help explain to people, like, what does it mean to be called by God? And then follow that with, is everyone called by God? Or what does that kind of look like? Sadie, firstly, I just want to commend you because I just love your heart and willingness to learn. I remember when you texted me and then that turned into like a one hour plus conversation. <laughs> yeah. And we just like, and I love your willingness to learn and then to share it with your community because, mm-hmm. you know, I am more than double your age. So that kind of <laughs> locates where I'm at. And 
Calling is something I don't think we talk almost enough about in your generation. And it's very important because at the end of the day, Jesus ultimately calls every one of us to himself. That's the Mm. beginning. And that's the ultimate calling is to Christ himself. And, you know, throughout scripture, we see different examples. And of course, one of the most prominent examples is when Jesus is walking along the shoreline of Capernaum in the Gospels, and he says to who were to become his disciples, he simply says, follow me. You know, he says to Peter, he says to John, he says, follow me. And the Bible says, immediately they dropped their nets and followed him. And that has always captured me, even when I was your age and Mm -hmm. first sensed that call of God, because it was like they didn't say, Number one, who are you? Uh, Where should we follow you to? How long should we follow you Mm. for? What salary package are you offering us? Uh Is it going to be easy? And what are the perks associated with following you? There was none of that. There was something obviously so magnetic. There was something so compelling. There was something so amazing about this man, Jesus, that there was no questions asked. They just dropped what they were doing. They dropped where they were going. They dropped their own dream of being fishermen. They dropped their own Mm. purpose of starting a fishing business and simply followed him, not knowing where that was going to take them. And ultimately, it took them to their death. That's what it costs to follow Jesus. Wow. Wow, that's so good. I think you're right that we don't talk about it enough. And I think sometimes when we talk about it, it seems to be talked about of like what our specific call is. And it has to do with what we're doing or our job or our title or where we're going to go. But I love how you're saying it wasn't about that at all. They they didn't know what they were going to get paid. They didn't, in fact, they weren't going to get paid anything. They didn't know <laughs> how long it was going to be, what it was going to look like, what how it was going to benefit them. It was all about following him. And so that's whenever you were talking to me that day, I was like, man, that brings so much clarity because I think sometimes, you know, we make that about us instead of making the call about him. And so I love that you simplify it to a call. The call of God is called to Christ himself. You know, you obviously are doing so many things now. You run so many different things and I want to get into all that. But did you always feel called specifically to the things that you're doing now or are you shocked by them? No, yeah, I'm shocked. I love (laughs) that question because here is the deal. I don't know how in your 20s or your 30s you can say with absolute confidence this very thing, this one thing, this specific thing is what God has called me to do because here is the deal. One of the things that I perhaps would be known for is my work with A21, you know, where we are fighting to abolish slavery everywhere. We help to rescue the victims of human trafficking and I have 22 officers in 18 countries. So we are fighting this thing on a global level. But I'm 54 years old, Sadie, and I did not even know that human trafficking existed until I was 40. So at 20, I couldn't have said to you, I am called to fight slavery. I didn't even know it existed. (laughs) So the thing is, as I, I knew I was called to Jesus, there is no doubt that I felt this tug in my heart to just drop everything and follow him. But I had no idea what that meant. I didn't know that that would mean I would be a communicator or I would be a preacher. I didn't know that it meant I would write books. I didn't know that it meant I would lead a global anti-trafficking organization or a women's movement. I never knew any of those specific things. I just knew I was called to 
him. And so I just started right where I was in my local youth group in Sydney, Australia. And what I started doing was serving by driving four teenage girls to youth group because I had a license and they didn't. And so that was the beginning of my calling. Did God come into my bedroom and say, I want you to drive young girls to youth group? And then (laughs) no, I never had that. But it was just a practical thing because I felt that I wanted my life to count for the kingdom of that's God. Good. That's all I knew. That's all I knew. That's so good. Yeah, I think that's really cool because I think at times, like what happens is we can kind of get into this complacency mindset because we're like, we say yes to Jesus. We have this moment at a conference. We have this moment at church. And then we like wait until like we hear the voice of God say, go and do this. That's almost like what we expect to happen. And in the meantime, we're letting like so much time go by um, and we're not really doing anything for his kingdom because we're waiting on like the big thing to happen. And I always want to encourage you like, don't wait for like a stage to just magically appear and for you to talk to me, like go invite like three people to your house and start preaching, start sharing the gospel. And so I love what you're saying. You're like, I didn't hear God say, go and drive these girls to youth. You just did it because I was a part of following him. I love it. I love it. I love it. Y'all, I love a good story. That's part of the reason why I love doing this podcast is because I get to hear so many people's story. No matter what kind of stories you love to hear, Audible is the home of storytelling. Audible lets you enjoy all of your favorite audio entertainment anytime, anywhere, and all in one convenient app. You can find the best of what you love or discover something new. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with highly anticipated new releases. Their selection of mystery and thriller titles will keep your heart racing month after month. Sounds exciting, right? Audible offers an incredible selection of audio books that cover every genre like bestsellers, new releases, memoirs, mysteries, motivation, and all the things. With next listen recommendations, you'll always have something amazing right at your fingertips. Members also get full access to a growing selection of included titles, Audible originals, and podcasts. You can download or stream them anytime you want. With thousands of titles, Audible selections makes their membership totally worth it. Plus, Audible members can pay Pick and keep one title every month from their entire catalog. I am so excited about diving into different kinds of stories and I never listened to like mystery or anything like that, but my sister and brother have been telling me about all these mystery books they're into and one of the ones they recommended is The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave. So I'm about to be jumping into that title and seeing what it's all about. New members can try Audible now for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash woe or just text woe to 500-500. That's Audible A. U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash woe or text woe to 500-500 to try Audible for free for 30 days. Haven is growing up before our eyes and she is a fun little girl. She loves games. She loves peekaboo. She loves patty cake. She just loves being entertained. Playing and spending time with my girls is one of my very favorite things to do and letting them learn from play is a great way to help them grow. KiwiCo is here to help 
do that with fun projects and hands-on learning. Each monthly crate is packed with activities to introduce them to art, science, and technology, so there's always something new for them to explore. KiwiCo offers nine different monthly programs to choose from for kids of all ages, from infants to teenagers. It can be a struggle sometimes to find ways to keep kids off the screens and fully engaged and having fun, and that's why I'm so thankful for KiwiCo, because it does the work of creating fun, interesting projects that come with all the instructions and materials needed. All the materials are high-quality, kid-tested, and designed by experts so that you know they're going to love it. KiwiCo lets you pause or cancel your monthly crates anytime, so there's no long-term commitments to make. But I know that you're going to love watching your kids do this, so you are going to want to get it every month because you're going to see their confidence grow, their skills that they're learning, and it's so much fun. Honey actually just got this baking set from KiwiCo, and it's so cool because it has all the elements of baking. So right now, she's just having fun with the baking side. But eventually, it actually is teaching her fractions. So it has all the little fractions put out on the cake that she's making. And so it'll be fun to see as this toy she plays with, she ends up growing and learning some math as well. Haven is loving all the little projects as well. KiwiCo is so creative in how they have fun with the kids. And um, it's just really fun to explore. We've also given some of our boxes to her cousins that they love too, that might have felt a little bit older range. Um, But they have it for everybody. Like I said, even Haven at nine months is loving it. So redefine learning with play. Explore projects that build confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month on any crate line at KiwiCo.com with the promo code SadieRob. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo, K-I-W-I-C-O.com with the promo code SadieRob. So this is I've never done this on the podcast before, but also we never just completely gone from a conversation we had to the podcast. So I pulled some quotes. I just remember you saying that day on the phone that I want to unpack because when I heard you say these things, I was like, everybody my age needs to hear this. So one of the things you said, you were talking about how like not all information is wisdom. And I wanted you to unpack that for us because we're getting a lot of information these days. How do we know what is good to look at and what is not? Yeah, I think that's a a great question. And, you know, one of the challenges when it comes to calling in the 21st century, and, you know, I think I might have said this to you in our conversation, I am so grateful that I was saved before there was an internet and before there was social media. And so that really impacted my calling because I could not go online and start scrolling through everybody else's calling and compare myself with them and go, I want to do what they're doing, or I think I'm more gifted than them in this thing. Therefore, that's what God must be calling me to. I had to get in my prayer closet Mm. with my Bible and the Holy Spirit and begin to serve in my local church. And out of that, it was revealed to me, like over time, just by serving, as God strengthened my muscle in one area, He opened a door to another one. So rather than me trying to build a platform, I waited for God to open doors. Building a platform is very dangerous because if you build your platform, you have to keep your platform. Yeah. If God builds it for you, God puts you on it and God keeps you on it. And then That's you're great. not trying to protect what God already gave you. Mm. And so in the midst of all of that, I think that the critical thing is that we have to be very careful of not trying to tell God what we think we should be doing because God is the one that knows what we should be doing. And here is the deal. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond 
anything we could ever ask, hope, or think. So if you and I try to limit God to what I can do in my natural talent or what I can do in my natural gift or what I think is a good idea, I am limiting God because in Isaiah 55, it says that God's thoughts are higher than my thoughts. God's ways are higher than my ways. Corinthians says that my eye has not seen, Mm. my ear has not heard, nor has it entered into my heart what God has for me. So I want to know, how do we ever think that we could actually really know the breadth of what God could do through our lives? Because God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond. So give me the quote again, and let me directly answer the quote that you said out of our conversation. Great. That's so good. First of all, I just, I love what you just said. And I attest to that because I was just talking to Christian yesterday. I was like, had... I know. Had somebody told me five years ago what I would be doing, I think it would have scared me so bad. I don't even know how I would have like ran into it. But I'm so glad that I just like kept trusting God and listening to God because now like my confident trust that has been built in Him, I like know He's going to come through for me in those moments. I don't feel like I'm capable of a moment. And so I love what you said. So good. The quote was, you said, not all information is wisdom. Yeah, because here is the deal. The scripture says to us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. So if there is not a bottom line fear of the Lord, of course, when I say that, you know, I'm not saying like, I'm scared of God. He's going to be mean to me. God is gracious. God is loving. God is kind. God is for us. His plans for us are good, for good and not for evil. They're plans to prosper us and not to harm us. So I'm not talking about that kind of evil forebodings or that God is mean, but I am saying that there's a healthy reverential fear that God is God and I am not. Now, a lot of the information that we're getting, and that's why I'm circling back to the internet. I said I was glad I got saved before there was the internet. (laughs) Most of our information now comes just from the internet or from our friends or from the media. But just because something is information or somebody's opinion does not make it wisdom. There is a huge difference between wisdom that is rooted and grounded in the fear of the Lord and the Word of God Verse somebody's experience or somebody's opinion or somebody's thought. And so my bottom line is if someone is saying something to me that is not rooted and grounded in a healthy reverential fear of when I say that, I mean, understanding God is God. I am not, that my thoughts, my opinions, my plans for the future don't come out of me just wanting to live my best life now or me just wanting to do what I'm good at, but come out of this fear of God in a healthy way that I am seeking the face of God, I'm seeking the purpose of God, I'm Mm. seeking the will of God, I'm seeking the Word of God. Out of that comes wisdom because otherwise... What seems to be a good idea today is a really dumb idea tomorrow. And it really could reap a lot of negative reports. And here's the one good thing about living long. You know, I'm in my mid-50s. Half of you guys listening to this podcast right now, you're like, you can't even imagine that someone could live that long. But yes, we do. (laughs) All you have to do is just not die and you'll still be here when you're 50. (laughs) So the good thing about following Jesus for more than 30 years, so I've been following Jesus longer than you've been alive. Mm -hmm. It means that I've seen lots of cycles of things that are trending today, things that are cool today, you know, whether it's uh, fashion or opinion or the latest cause that's out there. If your life is driven by 
the need for approval of people, if your life is driven by the need for likes or shares, then you will quickly go down a downward spiral into a pit of depression mm. and a pit of anxiety because there will never be enough to please people. Real wisdom is going, I am seeking to please God, not man. I am looking for the approval of God not man. I'm not looking for the next trendy soundbite that's going to get me a lot of clicks and a lot of shares. I'm looking for something that will have eternal rewards that will transform people's lives. And just like I've got, you're having a baby, I've got two daughters now that are Mm -hmm. almost 19 and 15. Now, listen, just because my daughters say to me and give me a whole lot of information every day about how much they love ice cream and they would love ice cream (laughs) for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and they would love chocolate sauce on their ice cream. I'm not going to give them that because that's not wise. That that diet is going to end up destroying them. It's going to destroy their body, their focus. It's going to shorten their lifespan. That's not wisdom. Wisdom is, you know what? Sometimes I'm going to have to give you broccoli even when you hate it. (laughs) I'm going to have to give you Brussels sprouts even when you don't like it. And wisdom from the Word of God says, I'm going to give you a full diet. And guess what? Sometimes you're not going to like what you hear. Sometimes you're not going to like what you have to obey. But if you do it, it's going to prosper your life and it's going to bless your life. If you don't do it and just take your latest information from what someone down the road or what some celebrity that does not follow God, if you just take your advice from there, your life will unravel instead of prosper. Wow. Come on, that's so good. I wish I was listening to this podcast so I could rewind and listen to that again. So if you are listening, I hope that you really take in everything that she's saying. And I hope you understand too, you don't have to have a crazy amount of influence as far as being influencer per se on Instagram to do the things she's saying. You like wherever you are in your life, if you know one person, like this is for you, like she's talking to you. So I don't want you to just miss this and say, well, that doesn't apply for me. This applies for every single one of you. Christine, you actually, I heard you talk about this the other day at the Q conference. We were talking about, we're not even called to be influencers, whatever that is. Let's be honest, some days it just feels like there is not enough time of the day to get everything done, especially when it comes to the things that you probably need to get done, but it just gets put on the back burner like groceries. Sometimes it's just hard to get done. And thankfully with Hungry Root, it will help you stock your pantry and fridge with all the things you need without you having to go out and do it yourself. Hungry Root is your partner in healthy living. It's such an easy way to get fresh, high quality groceries delivered right to your door. It is such a gift. All you have to do is take a short, fun quiz so Hungry Root can get to know your personal health health goals, taste preferences, and the kitchen appliances that you like to use. And they'll even include delicious meal ideas so that you can put all your groceries to use. Forgotten groceries in the back of the fridge are a thing of the past. Hungry Root will recommend groceries based off of your taste, but every order is fully customizable. You can take their suggestion or choose anything you want from fresh produce, quality meat and seafood, to pantry staples, and snacks that you'll love. And who doesn't love personalized snacks? I mean, truly the first time we did it, we let it choose for us. And there were so many snacks we would 
wouldn't have bought for ourselves, but we ended up loving and it became a regular on our order. Y'all know I'm all about quality and everything from Hungry Root follows a simple standard. It has to taste good, be quick to make, and contain whole trusted ingredients. So you can literally save hours on planning, shopping, and cooking with Hungry Root. We love our Hungry Root packages. We've been getting them for a long time now. And I think it was Aretha Franklin when someone asked her, like, what's the you know most challenging thing you've done in your life? And she said, having to figure out what's for dinner every night. I was like, man, that is so true. That's so relatable. But Hungry Root can help with all of those things. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Whoa, That's Good podcast listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. You heard it right. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash Whoa to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash Whoa. And don't forget to use our link so that they know that we sent you there. What would you say to a generation who is seeking for this social media influencer title, this, like you said, building that platform out kind of thing? What would you say to them about just kind of getting your head on straight for what your purpose, what your call actually is with the influence that you have? Yeah, I'm so glad that you said that because how sad would life be if our significance and security came from a blue check mark yep. on an account? Yep. How sad is that? See, our significance, our security, our, our identity is rooted in the fact that the king of the universe sacrificed his life for us on a cross That's so great. that we could be saved and we could have eternal life. No blue check mark is going to give you eternal life. No yep. blue check mark is going to give you significance or security or any sense of ultimate salvation. Only Jesus can do that. And nowhere in the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation does it ever say your highest calling is to be an influencer. Now, Jesus <laughs> said, if you are found in me, you already are an influencer. The scripture says that it's we great. are called to be witnesses. Jesus said in the book of John, for this cause, the son of man came to the earth, that my life, he says, would bear witness to the truth. And then he calls every one of us. So he has said to every Christ follower, every apprentice of Jesus, whether you have a blue check mark or not, he says that we are called to go into all the world and make disciples. Every follower of Jesus Christ is called to do that. And it's time in the body of Christ that we understand that is our calling, that we are to make Jesus's last commandment our first priority. What we have done is sold out for something that makes us think, we think, If it is known by man, if it is celebrated by man, if it is applauded by man, if it is recognized by man, if it has a blue check mark next to it, it must be important. We have confused the accolades of man with the approval of God. And yet God throughout scripture has always looked for people that are willing to honor him, to obey him in anonymity and in obscurity. Of course, there's the famous story where David, a 13-year-old boy, was in the back of the field looking after his father's sheep. There was no Instagram. There was no TikTok. There was no anything. (laughs) And he was doing the father's business. He was looking after the sheep. He was playing his harp. He was killing bears. He was killing lions, protecting the sheep. He was doing everything in anonymity and obscurity. And then when the prophet Samuel came and the Lord said to him, 
I have finished with Saul. I have anointed a new king. What we would be doing in our age of influencers, we would have a whole younger generation putting their profiles on Instagram and putting their filters and cropping it and putting all the right images on it and going, pick me, pick me. (laughs) I should be the king. I'm the best at this. I'm the greatest. And we think I've got to build my brand. I've got to build my platform. And yet, Mm. when the prophet went to Jesse's house to select the king, Jesse, the father of the house, brought his seven sons that were the high profiles, man, they were the influencers. They all had the blue check mark. They looked the best. They had the most amount of followers. They looked like they were awesome. And yet the Lord said to Samuel, I have not chosen. One by one, he went through. These are all the blue checkmark people. I have Mm. not chosen him. I have not chosen him. I have not chosen him. It doesn't matter if you've got 16 checkmarks in front of you. If God has not chosen you and God has not anointed you, God will not appoint you. And then the prophet had to say, to Jesse, the father of the house, he said to him, well, is there anybody else? Because it's not any of these influences. And the father of the house said, oh, I've got this kid, that number eight, I didn't even remember him. He's out in the field. He doesn't have a check mark. He doesn't even have an Instagram account. He's like a loser. He's looking after the sheep. And then Samuel goes, go and get him. And as soon as he was brought in, the Lord said to the prophet, that's the one that I've chosen. You can read this in First Samuel 16. And so here is the deal, that it doesn't matter how big you build your brand or your platform. If the Lord has anointed you and the Lord has appointed you, the Lord will find you. So the prophet can get it wrong. The You might go, well, my pastor doesn't even recognize it. No one around me recognizes the gift of God on me. Mm. Just be faithful where you are because when God's ready for you, God will find you. If God has assigned mm. you, God will find you. God did not promote me because of a platform. I had a ministry for 20 years before there was social media. So it was wow. never, you know, people go, well, you got all these followers, Christine, or That is just an outworking of what the Lord is doing. That's just stewarding what the Lord's already done through my life. Mm. That's not me building it so that the Lord can do something. I was doing something before there was ever any of that. And then the Lord came and found me in anonymity and obscurity in the back of Sydney, Australia, Mm. where I was faithful with 20 kids in youth groups in country towns where nobody knew my name, nobody knew anything, but I love the Lord. And can I tell you, Sadie, Mm. I was as passionate then than I am today. I was as cold then as I was today. I prayed (laughs) like there was, I mean, I I thought I had arrived because I never knew that you could go anywhere else (laughs) because I thought once God puts his hand on you, once God uses you, and that could be in the marketplace, that could be if you're a corporate CEO, that could be if you're, you know, working in a supermarket, that could be if you've got your own business, that could be if you're a school teacher. It doesn't matter what your profession is. If you wake up every day and you know that as a son or a daughter of the king, you have been called called by God Almighty Mm. to make disciples, that changes your whole day. You don't need anyone to validate you with your blue check. You've been validated by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Come on, let's go. I was just so glad we're having this conversation. Now you all know why I texted her and said, I need some advice because you're filled with wisdom. You're filled with the spirit. You're so knowledgeable of the word and and that is wisdom right there. So thank you for that. That's going to help so (laughs) many people. I'm like laughing. I'm so excited. One of the other things that you said, and I kind of just want you to help challenge, I guess, this generation. You said that a lot of times we put so much value on authenticity and not as much value as we need to on integrity. 
integrity. And I know the Bible talks about how the godly walk with integrity. And so what does that look like to walk with integrity? Yeah, integrity and in- integrated person, it means that you're the same person that people see publicly in whatever your sphere of influence. So whether that's your online presence, but also in your school, in your university, with your friends, in the workplace, and who you are internally. Because here is the danger, Sadie. If there is a disparity between your inner world and your outer world, your world will collapse. Now, of course, when I'm talking about integrity, I'm not saying that we're perfect. We all make mistakes. We all mess up. We all have different areas of our life that we're working on, that we're still being conformed and transformed to the image of God. So that does not mean that we never fail or we never make mistakes and that we have to make things right. I'm talking about we so value, we somehow think, man, if I'm just authentic online, which means I put just all my dirty laundry out there and you just suck it up, man. You just like, this is just who I am. And I'm like, uh, if you are not godly, why would you be celebrating that? Like, you know, it's just like, accept me who I am, man. If I'm just like angry or I'm just promiscuous (laughs) or I'm just a gossiper or I'm just a slanderer or I'm just jealous, (laughs) but just deal with it, man. That's just who I am. I'm like, "Uh, how about you change to become like Jesus? (laughs) Why why should I have to deal with it? That's so good. (laughs) There are some things that we should navigate in private with trusted mentors and there is something about this generation that just thinks, man, I've just got to put it all out there. And here is the truth. You don't need to put it all out there. The scripture says in the book of Revelation that we will be saved by the blood of the lamb, the word of our testimony, and that we love not our lives unto death. The deal is don't confuse a story with a testimony. We Mm. all have stories, but sometimes it takes a long time for a story to become a testimony. And the testimony is where there is victory in an area where you can actually speak into something now. You can use your story, but you've got a testimony from it. And so you come from a place of victory, not a place of arrogance, but a place of victory. And so, you know, you know, I come from a background of, of abuse and adoption and abandonment. And so, you know, there was a long time though, that I was so full of shame and guilt and anger and bitterness and unforgiveness. And man, I could have gone online and shared my story and just vented all my pain, Mm. all my wounds. But if I was just venting out of my wounds, wounded people wound people. Mm. I would have just wounded a whole lot more people. And so what I had to do was allow the Holy Spirit and through wise counsel and if necessary, therapy and the Word of God to bring healing and wholeness in my life. So now what was a very dark season of my story has become a testimony that has brought hope and healing and health to others. My recommendation would always be that you take time to turn a story into a testimony because if you begin to bleed too soon over people, then you are just going to hemorrhage and you're going to have no life left and you're going to have damaged a whole lot of people. And so we don't got to not, not place such higher value on just authenticity. I'm not talking about living a double life, but I am simply saying there needs to be wisdom about how much of your life you share and where and how you do it. And one day, if you want to be married or if you want to be in relationship, you want to have children, there are many things that you're going to wish you never put online in your early 20s or in your teenage years. And so I think some of that is where we just have to exercise wisdom. And I think we need to honor 
people that have integrity, not just authenticity. So just putting my sinful life out there and saying, man, I'm cool, I'm just being authentic, that is nothing to be celebrated. <laughs> an integrous life is an honest life. It says, you know, maybe yeah. this is an area I've struggled in. This is could be an area I'm still struggling. But you are not exalting sin as a lifestyle and going, this is cool because I'm just living, you know, my life and, yeah. and that's how it is. What you are doing, an integrous life, says God has this whole standard according to his word. And, you know, I'm not there yet. I would never say I'm there. I've got so far to go, but I'm on my way. And this is the wisdom that I want. So I'm going to be integrous with you all and and share some of my challenges, but I'm not going to share everything because, Sadie, there's a difference between privacy and secrecy. Mm. And there, you know, it's like I've got no big secrets in my life, but I do have a lot of private things in my life that I don't think need to be out there for everyone. And I think we need to discern Secrets will kill you and you're only as healthy as your deepest secrets. You've got to be careful about keeping secrets. You need to go to wise people that can help you. I'm not talking about shoving things down and denying it. I'm never one that's into denial or dismissing. Yeah. I'm like, what you don't reveal, God cannot heal. But mm. I'm saying that the that's best good. place to reveal it is not firstly on social media. Yes. The best place to reveal it is to a trusted, wise counsel, somebody that can actually help you. Because just putting it all out there for everybody, not everybody loves you. Not everybody cares about you. Not everybody is for you. And not everybody is full of God's wisdom. And so if you want true health and healing and wholeness, it's only in the places of anonymity in the dark room with Jesus, where it's you, the Word, the Holy Spirit, and trusted Christian counsel that over a period of time can bring healing and wholeness and health and vitality into your spiritual life so that you can move forward. Come on, that's so good. That was so helpful. Honestly, to me, I feel like that was so helpful because I think sometimes it's hard, like with social media, I know like obviously gets a bad rep. There's a lot of bad things about it and we don't always use it right. We don't always use it great, but it is like the first thing that like we've had as like a younger generation that the older generation hasn't gone before us and done. So it's like, you don't get a lot of wisdom from the older generation like you do in other areas of life because they don't quite understand it, you know? So it's really helpful. And thank you for taking the time to actually understand it. You recognize what's going on. You also are a huge on social media. If you don't follow Christine, you got to go follow her because she posts so many encouraging things. You'll, You'll get this every day on her Instagram, which I love because Again, that's you're authentic, but you have so much integrity. You're the same person on this as you are on there. You're preaching the gospel through and through. But again, like you just don't get that much wisdom from the older generation in this. And I think sometimes maybe that's why, you know, we're running around like chickens with our heads cut off on social media, not really knowing how to use this as a tool or how to use this for the good. And so that's so helpful. That was such a good guideline. That was so much wisdom into that. Sadie, I'm so glad you made that point about you're the first generation that has to navigate this. This is why I love you all so much because I'm like, (laughs) oh, man, you guys are (laughs) legends. Can I say, though, that you are the first generation in the history of planet 
earth that actually have at your disposal the tool that could lead to the evangelization of planet earth before the second coming of Christ. This generation, because of the internet and because of social media, we actually, for the first time in human history, have the tools in our hand where we could get the job done, evangelizing the earth before the second coming of Christ. And that's why I think the enemy wants to hijack it so much. And that's why it's so great that you're having wisdom to go, hey, I've got a whole lot of followers in that generation and you love your followers so much that you're like, man, we could use this for so much good. That's why I'm always such a fan of social media and I'm so engaged because I know it can be used for good. I just know the enemy wants to use it for bad as well. So you guys actually could usher in the second coming of Christ. Believe it or not, you you are the generation (laughs) that can do that. So that fires me up big time. And I think, again, what I also love about your generation is I love that for you guys, you don't separate the gospel from justice. To you, Mm. it's not like two separate things. Like going to church on Sunday for you has to impact what happens in the world on Monday. Otherwise, it's irrelevant. And I love that. You know, gone are the days where you just go to church, listen to some sermon you don't even understand, and the world is dying every other day. So I love that so much about millennials and Gen Z. It's just like you you actually really care about the whole world and you care about the poor and the marginalized and, of course, victims that are in trafficking because it is an abomination that the fastest growing crime worldwide is the trafficking of human beings that are created in the image of God. I mean, are you kidding me? Mm. That in 2020, we can't have this figured out, that you do not buy and sell human beings for sex or because you want a cheap T-shirt or a cheap cup of coffee. Are you kidding me? And so the fact is we can actually get something done. Mm. I want to talk about A21 because I think what you're doing is absolutely incredible. Again, if you don't follow her, go follow her because you post so many stories. I actually watched the 10-minute story today that you just posted about one of the girls who was rescued. And it's just so powerful, the things that you're doing. And so how can we, as my following, as well as good uh, friends, how can we help support A21 and what you're doing? When I started A21, it was with this intention. It wasn't like so we could create any one hero. It's so that all of us together could actually make a difference. And, you know, Sadie, on our website, a21.org, it's so simple. There are 21 different ways that today, um, today you could do something in your world, wherever people are listening to this all over the world, whatever age they are, whatever season of life they are, there is 21 things and you could just scroll down and go, you know what? I could do that one thing today. It'll take me 30 seconds and it could actually help to rescue a human being out of sex trafficking. That's amazing. All right, everybody, seriously, right now, go to a21.org and do one of the 21, it, if only one. You might, somebody might do all 21. Do it all. Go help out in whatever way you can. Christine, that's so encouraging. Thank you for just empowering us. A lot of people speak down on this generation like we're just the worst and this social media has ruined us. And so thank you for actually like empowering us and speaking to the good of what we can do. Yes, acknowledging the evil that the enemy can use in the midst of it, but also acknowledging how God can use it for good. And even for something so huge as the second coming, that, that's just amazing to even think about. It gets me so excited and it just makes me want to take it so much more seriously. And so thank you for your wisdom and sharing that. Lastly, just wanted to mention, I know we have Passion 2021 yes. coming up, <laughs> what, which we haven't even talked about, but I'm so excited that we're both going to be a part of Passion. Everybody, if you haven't gotten your ticket to Passion, Christine and I will 
will both be there along with several people, but we are just there to share the good news. The good news is the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're going to end this year declaring life. And so we're so excited. Christina, can't wait to join you with that. And thank you so much again for just sharing your wisdom to this generation and empowering us. I can't wait to see the outcome and the effect that this conversation has on people's life. And I know it's already affected mine in a huge way. So thank you so much. Well, you know, I love you. And we started the year together at Passion 2020, and we're going to end it together (laughs) at Passion 2021. And the banner over this year is going to be Jesus because He is good news and it's full of great joy for all people. And I'm so grateful that, you know, I just want to reiterate, are talking about calling because it is crucial in a world that is all talking about, man, you just live your best life now. You just do you, boo. You know, you know me. I I just think that's the worst (laughs) advice we could ever give anyone. It's so dangerous. I'm like, no, we have to remind a generation that if we are going to truly get the job done of why we are here on this earth as the church of Jesus Christ, which is to lead people to Jesus, then we have to learn afresh what it is to take up our cross, to die daily, and to follow Jesus. And we have to understand our calling is not just about my comfort. It's not just about my convenience. It's going to be costly. we got brothers and sisters all over the world your age that are laying down their lives daily for the cause of the gospel, that are are being martyred for their faith. And so what we need is a generation Mm. that rises up and says, Jesus, whatever. I'm dropping my nets. I'm going to die to myself. I'm going to take up my cross and I'm going to follow you and do whatever you have called me to do. If we get that generation, we are going to have a revival generation. You are all so technologically advanced. You are all so brilliant with social media and the internet. If in your hearts from the inside out, you go, Jesus, I'm all in. I honestly believe 2021, 22, 23, we will see the greatest revival in the history of the world. It just needs a generation that says, God's called me to Him. I'm 100% following Him. And whatever He wants to do with my life, He can do it. But I've decided to follow Jesus and I'm not turning back. I'm all in. Oh, it's so good. From from my generation to yours, they would say period. Like, yes, <laughs> everything you just said, I, I completely agree. That gets me fired up. I wish they could see. I'm literally smiling so big because it just fires me up to talk to somebody who has so much faith, who believes so much. And, and it's everything I believe. And I think in this year, it's hard because we're so isolated. A lot of times, we a lot of people can't actually go to church and be encouraged by the body. And so I just hope that this is such an encouragement encouragement to everybody that people still have faith. People are still believing that God can do something huge. And at the same time, if we pick up our cross, if we follow him, if we die to ourselves, if we do these things, the call of the gospel, we will see that revival. And so Christine, thank you. I love you, friend. I am (laughs) so excited for this to go out. I adore you, man. I'm running laps myself. You don't know how much I believe in you all, so you are the best. Uh, Thank you. We love you. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Love you loads. Thanks for having me. As usual, thank you so much for sending in the good and bad advice to the World That's Good podcast Instagram and also on our Ella Sister app. We love it. We appreciate it. We laugh about it. We so cry Christian, about it. we don't cry. Sometimes we, we do. You do. All right. If you don't like something, change it. If you can't change it, change the way you think about it. Great news.
Well, that's good. Great well, that's news. Good. <laughs> great news. We have great news coming for you today. No, that's great news. If you don't like something, change it. That's good because I like people that are proactive. I like efficiency. I like people that get stuff done and change it if they need to change it. Yeah, and if you don't like it, change the way you think about it. I think that's great. Love it. You won't find peace at the end of your to-do list. That's good. That is good. That's good because, to be honest, there's always going to be something else you have to do. Yeah. And I think sometimes we so much try to over-busify ourselves. Yep. And then when we end up doing all those things, a lot of times it doesn't really complete us. Or like, I think there's always something. We always feel like there's something else to do. That's so true. No matter if there truly is or not, like, we're always guessing that. And so... Only true peace is found in Jesus himself and sitting with the Father. That's what I believe. And so so set your to-do list down sometimes and just be with Jesus. Yeah. Okay, one second. Sorry. This is pregnancy, man. It humbles you. I got to like burp. (laughs) She's pregnant. No, man. Okay. Lightlessly. Keep that rolling. During the podcast, I'll be like, oh, gosh. Okay. I'm really keep that rolling. Vision without action is just a daydream. Wow. That's deep. That is deep. I think that's super good because I probably have a lot of I wonder, good. I wonder if that person like thought about that or like heard that. Somewhere. I have a lot of good. Well, somebody said it. Yeah, but I'm saying like I wonder if the person who sent that in like thought about oh, yeah, that themselves or, made that up. or is, is that like Gandhi? I think I have a lot of good <laughs> visions, but if I don't do anything with them, that's so true. I'm just yeah. simply daydreaming. Yeah. Very good. All right, last one. An apple a day keeps Dr. Way. I think she. Wait. I think you sent that question I'm in. Literally eating an apple with Justin's with peanut, peanut butter cups. You forgot about the peanut butter cups. <laughs> apple a day with the side of peanut butter cups keeps I just Dr. Cut, Way. I just cut that for her, and it was not good. Look at this cut. Who cuts an apple like this? Good advice. You gave me a plastic. Don't knife. use a plastic knife to cut an apple. Well, we love you guys. Hope you learned so much from this podcast. From the amazing <laughs> advisor, Kristen Kane, to the aggression scoopiness. To using a metal knife to cut an apple. Hey, all advice counts, right? But not everything you hear. What did Christine say? Wait, I got to go back. And a, a peanut butter cup does not keep the doctor away either, by Wait, the way. But not all information is wisdom. Boom. Bingo. See ya. Thank you so much for listening to the Whoa That's Good podcast. I have so much fun doing this. I hope y'all have fun listening. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Legit Sadie Rob and follow the podcast at Whoa That's Good Podcast. Head on over to liveoriginal.com to see when I'm in a city near you or visit Live Original blog on our online store, which carries my exclusive Words by Sadie Rob line. Also, be sure to subscribe to my podcast and leave comments so we can hear what you're loving. Also want to give a special shout out to my audio engineer, Marcus DePaula, the whole team at United Talent Agency, and my Live Original team. You guys are awesome, and hey, so are all of you too. Thanks so much for listening.